0: Well, the very first teamless Tuesday, it is upon us. It is the biggest day of the year for Supercoach followers, fans and Rugby League supporters as well. Tommy, uh, how did you fare at 4pm when the when the bell struck four times and you refreshed the screen, you saw the teams? Did you come out on top?
1: <laughs> yes, there's a moment we've been waiting for since uh, the grand final last year, that's for sure. Classic, uh, classic competition, I definitely came out on top. had a sea of green next to my players. All of them look to be starting. A couple of... Uh, Icky ones on my bench, but we can fix that up.
0: Yeah, uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think there was probably a couple of players that we had question marks over, and I know personally Avarello was one of them. Uh, Leota, whether he got the start here was another one. Toby Rudolph, love to see him in Jersey 13. couple on the bench, as you said there, like uh, I guess uh, M- Murdoch Masilla was one, Andrew Davey, these sort of types which we can sub out for like-for-like replacements, you know, thinking of Jacob Host and uh, Jajewski just off the top of my head. But let's get straight into the opening rounds games. It all kicks off on Thursday night. The Storm play host to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Looking at the team list here, I guess uh, some key takeaways from a super coach perspective, that is, uh, is Christian Welch. I mean, we talked him up in the preseason as well. He's named in Jersey 10. sofa Solomona fills in at Jersey 13, obviously with Dale Finucane out injured. Uh, George Jennings gets uh, the vacant right wing spot with Remus Smith to play in the centres. Uh, Mansour for the Rabbitohs is in ahead of uh, Jackson Paulo and Jacob Host, the name we've already mentioned here, he beats out uh, Koala Matangi for that right edge role Yeah,
1: big, some big uh, movements there for Melbourne Storm Nelson, as you mentioned playing lock would be uh, delighting his owners um, George Jennings, an interesting one, there was talk that, that uh, Lumi Lumi might get the role but he hasn't, it's gone to Jennings at least for round one uh, In terms of Souths fairly uh fairly what we expected maybe Jaiara on the bench might be a little disappointing to some and Benji Marshall in 14 is an interesting one as well
0: yeah i mean i know you've been vocal in questioning how benji's going to get minutes and where he's going to be used whether it's at 9 or in the halves or pushing Walker to fullback how that looks if there's an injury uh, I guess it's a bit of a wait and see but you mentioned Asofa Solomona there I actually had him in my team last week when I thought that um, he was going to get the spot ahead of Welch so the injury to Finucane has meant that they can both start and I've actually swapped Welch in I just think he might play a little bit more minutes and looking at that bench rotation I think that that's the way that Craig Bellamy will go as well uh, any other takeaways or any other key points that you can find here heading into Thursday night? It's set to be a blockbuster down there in Melbourne.
1: Uh, probably just from a captaincy point of view. I know my team, even in my draft comp, like Damian Cook is one of my key players. Cody Walker will be a key player for a lot of people, so there's lots of captain options. Munster for the, uh, for the Storm along with Pappenhausen. It's kind of annoying when you have such good captain, captain options on a Thursday night. Possibly it might be a chance to loophole with someone later in the round.
0: Yeah, news through just coming through from the Melbourne storm and, uh, late this afternoon that uh, Harry Grant and Dale Finucane both expected to be out until at least round four or round six, uh, somewhere in that region. So, so for Solomona and uh, Christian Welch, they can obviously build upon the, their prices, both around the $450,000 mark or a little bit under in uh, Big Nass' case. Uh, let's move on to Friday night, though, up in... Newcastle, where it will be the Knights taking on the Bulldogs and uh, some key players here from a super Coach perspective is Connor Watson. He's obviously has been named it at uh, that number 13 role. I had my questions, I had my doubts, but I've been proven wrong, so I put the hand up and I cop that one on the chin. Tex Hoy at fullback. A big one for mine was Avarello uh, being named. Uh, to partner Kyle Flanagan in the halves he was instrumental in putting this team together for mine and playing him in that center wing slot so very happy to see the green lights next to Avarello. and I guess the biggest surprise for mine was Raymond Fatale Mariner he's named on the bench alongside Dylan Napa
1: yeah surprising yeah, to see uh, Fatale Mariner on the bench obviously he was I thought he's one of the better players last year running a good line on that edge back row role but Corey Waddell gets the call up very surprising I'm sure you agree with me um a couple of the other ones you mentioned there, Tex Hoy and Connor Watson will be delighting owners with their spots in the team. Avrillo beats Injury to play number six. I think that'll be actually a pretty interesting game with the Bulldogs lining up fairly strongly there.
0: Yeah, I think the NRL physios come out and he's kind of hit back at people who thought that RFM would start. I just thought he'd get the start purely on his ability. Um, I mean, don't want to have a big shot there at Corey Waddell, but RFM was um, instrumental for the Bulldogs last year. A real spark in a team that didn't have too many bright moments. Uh, how do you see this one playing out, Tommy? The Knights are strong or a firm favourite in all the betting markets, and you'd think that a lot of NRL tippers would be siding with the Knights as well?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's an important game for Newcastle. These first few weeks without Caelan Ponga, they'll want to pick up a fair few wins because I'm pretty sure they'll have a pretty easy start to the comp. Dogs won't be easy to beat, though. I think they'll be, they'll be pretty confident coming in with a pretty refreshed lineup, a new coach. I think it'll be a really good game, to be honest with you.
0: Another one um, that I've been keeping a keen eye on in this preseason is Jaden Braley. He's been named in that number nine role, which was to be expected, I guess. But the fact that Connor Watson is in this starting team as well in number 13 and Kurt Mann will play at 5'8", uh, that obviously means that there's no sort of a backup dummy half there which could only spell good things for Brayley. I'm expecting him to play 80 minutes so uh, we've been big on Brayley from pretty much the moment that we did our season previews you know almost six weeks ago now we've we've always had a big rap on Brayley. I think he's set for a massive season to be honest and uh, kicking myself that I didn't get him in our draft comp and I let him slip through the cracks there uh, otherwise speaking though um Bradley Dietz will get a debut, which is interesting. The 26-year-old. Next up on Friday night, it is the Brisbane Broncos and the Parramatta Eels. And again, Supercoach fans and uh, players will rejoice the fact that Jordan Rickey has been named to start in the back row. So to uh, Turpin at number nine. Now this is a really interesting one for mine Tommy. Much like Braley at the Knights, there's no real standout backup dummy half on the Broncos bench. I mean, John Asiata might play a role there, but Corey Pakes has been named in jersey 21. So Turpin could be in for some big. Minutes. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's a good opportunity for Turpin to, I suppose, mark his territory in that jersey. As you mentioned, Asiata over the years has sort of shown he's very versatile. and can play pretty much anywhere from halfback to prop. But uh, I think Turpin will hopefully, for owners, will be playing 80 minutes. Um, also interesting, the back line to see Tessie New definitely playing center, psycho at fullback, and Brodie Croft wins the battle for the number seven jersey over Tom Dearden.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting one for mine as well. I mean... <laughs> I don't know if it was Ducks and Drakes or Smoke and Mirrors, whatever you want to call it, but the fact that the Broncos hadn't settled on their number seven until one of their final training runs before uh, getting their season underway, is that a little bit concerning for the Broncos, do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, is Kevin Walters a good poker player? Maybe, maybe he knew from two months ago and he was just trying to string people along. I honestly thought they'd give it to Dearden. I'm supp- I think Crofts has had a lot of chances over the years, but... Look, everyone's saying Anthony Milford is as fit as ever. Maybe him and Croft can be a good combination. I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's not often, though, that you see someone from the storm leave the club and go on and be better. And I think that um, Broncos fans will be hopeful that um, Brody Croft can buck that trend and prove the doubters wrong. Tom Opicic named it the centre position uh, jersey number three for Parramatta Eels, so he... Uh, takes the place ahead of Hayes Dunster, who we did have a wrap on. But Will Penasini is an interesting one for mine. He's been added to this Eels top 30 squad in the last week. So... Maybe just um, Opochic has... Well, he's playing for a spot. I think he's there, but he might be on borrowed time if he uh, can't live up to the expectations in the hopes of coach Brad Arthur. Let's move on to Saturday afternoon where it is the Warriors and the Titans. They square off and some interesting takeaways here for mine. Firstly, though, Jazz Tavunga named in Jersey 14. I think that kind of caught everyone off surprise. We thought Wade Egan would be missing to start the season. Uh, Bailey Surinan wins that back row role uh, ahead of Ben Murdoch Masilla, who starts from the bench.
1: Yeah, very. Uh, I find it harsh to Tavanga that he's missed out. I thought he was one of their better forwards last year. I suppose he may still get a lot of minutes off the bench. I'm not sure. They have a very strong pack, as you can see in their team. Murdoch Masilla, Tavanga, Armour, and Afar on the bench. That's a great bench for the Warriors. Um, Yeah, surprising for sure. Wade Egan, though, gets first crack.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was under that injury cloud, wasn't he, Uh, Egan, that is? But he's obviously been able to shake that. And obviously, you'd think his minutes will uh, not, he's not going to play 80 with Jazz in the side. And you think that Jazz will take over, whether it is at number nine or in that middle third, some way, if it's even a ball playing sort of dummy half mix role. So, uh, definitely one to keep an eye on for those sort of owners. I think with those question marks in mind, you couldn't play the likes of Egan or... Well, personally, I wouldn't be playing Egan or Tavanga. I know that some people might include them in their teams, but just a no-go for mine with those question marks hanging around both of them. Uh, how do you see this one playing out, Tommy? Plenty of hype around the Titans, given their additions to their roster. Of course, uh, David Fafita and Fa'asul Maliawi, Big Tino, they headline that list.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a low-key, really good game. I think a lot of people would see Titans and the Warriors over the years and think, bit boring but you look at these two teams very exciting Titans obviously everyone's spoken about them since they went on that winning run at the end of last year their pack looks really impressive and then across to the Warriors as we mentioned their bench is great their four packs great I suppose the halves battle will be interesting Nick Kramer and Harris DeVita up against Taylor and Fogarty Probably whoever controls the game better there will win the match because it's pretty even other than that. Big
0: Tino, is 49% owned, which should be right up there with some of the most popular players in the game behind Cleary and Dane Laurie, who we'll get to in a moment's time. And yeah, so straight off the get-go, people have taken a keen interest into this Titans team plenty of hype about them whether or not they can go on and turn that hype into reality I know it's something that they still have to go out and prove and they get a chance to start their season off in the right way on Saturday afternoon 3 p.m that game perfect conditions you'd hope for um, for two teams that I think will like to throw the ball around this season let's move on to the Sydney Roosters versus the Manly Sea Eagles and plenty to talk through here Uh, I guess some key names which have been not dropped, but I guess pushed back to the bench. Jared Warrior Hargraves, he'll start from the bench, which is a little bit of, su- of a surprise with Lindsay Collins getting the start. Uh, elsewhere, though, the Roosters look pretty rock solid. Uh, Adam Kieran on the bench as well, jersey number 14. So he might cover that Sam Verrill's type role with Jake Friend. Um, not expected to play 80 minutes, that being the case. For the Seagulls, though, Tommy, Dylan Walker at fullback. Do you like this?
1: Not really. Like, obviously... I don't know, it remains to be seen. But just on face value, Dylan Walker at 1 for Manly. James Serska at 1 for the Roosters. It's a massive golfing class there, I think. I don't know, I don't get too excited when I look at Manly's uh, Manly's team they've rolled out this week. I think it's interesting they've went with and Croker at 9 ahead of possibly Cust and Schuster. I know Schuster was only a trial match, but I thought he was excellent against the West Tigers in that losing effort a fortnight ago. Uh, Tavita Funa in Jersey 14 also doesn't make a lot of sense to me but um, no it'll be interesting this game I think the Roosters will be hard to beat but uh, lots to watch for in terms of uh, Manly's starting team Jack Jozewski gets
0: a start ahead of Andrew Davey uh, we mentioned that at the top uh, when we're introducing this podcast that's a uh that was kind of a like-for-like like swap. So if you're playing with Davey or you had been playing with Davy, you can easily get Jajeski in at the same or roughly the same price. Not too much issues there. Uh, Schuster as well, though, Jersey 18. You mentioned just how good he was in the trial, and this might come as a surprise to some that he doesn't make this 17. Personally, I think Schuster would provide more value at 14 than Funa would, but uh, who am I? Super coaches, though, they'll... I guess um, be a little bit pissed off the fact that Schuster won't get this run because he was a popular pick at that backup 5-8 slot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, obviously, as we say, we're not in our old coaches and Des Hazler would have more idea than us, but I thought, yeah, either the 9 jersey filled by and Croker or the 14 filled by Funa would have been better off with uh, Schuster. But it remains to be seen how that plays out.
0: Moving on to the team that everyone thought would have won the Premiership last year. They get a chance to atone for their grand final loss here Well, at least they start the season here against the Cowboys. Uh, Going through this team list, I guess uh, not really too many surprises. Paul Momorowski, uh, he will fill the right centre role you'd expect. Moses Leota gets a start. We've been big on Moses. Kurt Capewell named in Jersey 12 ahead of Liam Martin. Question that's been flooding our inboxes here at Tuberco 365. Is Capewell the new Isaiah Yeo? Uh, with that dual position
1: eligibility. Are you starting the year with Cable, time? I'm not personally, but I couldn't knock anyone who is a uh, very solid player. Pretty similar to Isaiah Yo, as you mentioned. Liam Martin, though, I don't know. He's a very high-impact player, so maybe he's better used off the bench. Perhaps that's what theory's thinking. Uh, yeah, big for Momorowski to start there in the centres. I think Naden is out for how many weeks to start the
0: year? Uh, he's put himself on a four-week self-imposed, I guess, relegation to the New South Wales
1: Cup. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think Momorowski, he'll have to go really well to keep Naden out. But then again, Naden did miss some of the big games at the back end of last year, ahead of, uh, oh, sorry, behind Tyrone May. So that'll be interesting, the race for that jersey. Uh, the Cowboys, they go with Scott Drinkwater at one, which I think is exciting personally. Uh, Tabuifidou gets to start in the centres, probably get more ball there this year, which will be nice to see his speed. Holmes on the wing, which many will be surprised he's not in the fullback role, but he can still make an impact from the wing. And then Morgan and Clifford in the halves get their chance to, I suppose, steer the side around.
0: Yeah, I don't want to harp on too much about this Liam Martin situation, whether or not or how many minutes he plays off the bench. Uh, just going through his previous... I guess numbers when he hasn't started, and he's kind of been a point per minute player about forty minutes. So, uh, Ken Cape will be the new Isaiah Yo, and in, in that fill that centre wing role in these classic teams. Absolutely, will I be starting the year with him? I can't find the space to do it. So, um, that might blow up back in my face, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Jason Tamalolo named in jersey thirteen. I guess not. You know that's his jersey, but how many minutes he plays has to. Will remain to be seen. Jake Granville and Ruben Cotter on the bench here for the Cowboys. This is interesting. Not really or not too often does a team carry three hookers, Tommy.
1: No, very surprising. Um I know just from a personal point of view, for yourself, in our draft comp you picked up Robson and then you're probably disappointed to see both Granville and Cotter on the bench. Even Maguire's played hooker at times. Yeah, I mean so.
0: I could take I could take one of them. I could take one. It was obviously annoying to see both of them named, but yeah, I don't know. Hoping Cotter
1: comes on and plays a different role, but yeah, it's a, it's a strange setup. But um, look, I don't know. They're obviously going for maybe smaller bodies through the middle. But look, I'm not a fan of it personally. But I like to see Reece Robson get more minutes, as would you. But um, look, Todd Payton has his way of doing things, and I respect that.
0: We watched a bit of New South Wales cut back in say 2018, 2019, and Reese Robson was just a class above every time that he uh, stepped onto a field. And I think he just hasn't been given that chance to show that he can play 80 minutes. I really hope by the end of this season that he can deliver you know, a big performance or you know, consistent performances over big minutes because I think he's just a real star in the making, Reese Robson. That's my personal bias, though. And speaking of personal bias, Tommy, you have a little bit because your Raiders take on the West Tigers on Sunday afternoon, 4 p.m. kickoff in Canberra. Hopefully for the Raiders, the sun's shining and they can put on a spectacle for their loyal fans who've been starved of footy last year.
1: Yeah, no, I do have a little bit of bias, but I'm quite uh, nervous about this game. I haven't been... Talking up the Tigers by any stretch in the preseason But I just feel It's going to be a little danger again The Tigers might go down there with a bit of a siege mentality uh, From a supercoach point of view for the Raiders Sebastian Chris is the surprising name in the centres Jared Croker Well everyone thought he was fit But uh, Ricky Stewart's opted to give him another week And then Matt Tomoko was probably expected to fill his spot But uh, they've gone with Sebastian Chris So an interesting there It's a blow for me I was pretty keen on Tomoko all preseason but they've gone another way. Uh, Hudson Young gets to replace John Bateman on that edge back row role, And they carry some big bodies on the bench in Havili, Sutton, Soliola, and Ryan James.
0: I think for super coach players, you mentioned Chris there, maybe not the name that they were hoping to see. But maybe it's a positive, the fact that Simonson's named on a wing as opposed to filling in that centre role for Croker. Because I um, think you just look at this extended squad and there looks to be, a, I guess, a little bit more... Security about the job of Simonson as there is to Chris. Uh, so if you're playing the cheapies from Canberra, you'd, you'd lean towards Simonson as opposed to Chris, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, I think so. I know uh, I read an article today about Simonson. He's up to 97 kilos. He's put on a lot of weight over the off-season. I think Ricky Stewart's going to want to see him do a lot more work through the middle. So that could see it so early in the sets, I should say. So that should see his base stats possibly go up. So he could be a good cheapie there. Surprising, I uh, glossed over it before, but sevilla Havili uh, wins the spot at number 14 ahead of Tom Starling, who was a star for us last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good sign for Josh Hodgson owners. they uh, Personally, I had my doubts over Hodgson, but looking at that, yeah, you make a good point there. I thought the game was moving towards more of the style of a quick pick-up and go number nine like Starling. And obviously you mentioned there how good of a job he did last year. Uh, maybe a little bit of shot in the confidence of uh, little Tommy with um, you know obviously not named in the 17 but anyway he gets his chance it's a long season to to bounce back Dane Laurie gets the number one fullback jersey for the West Tigers Moses Mbib will play six Tommy we've been pretty critical of the West Tigers inability to score points but also their inability to stop points how do you see this game playing out it has to be a Raiders win for
1: mine yeah I don't like to put that sort of pressure on us especially in round one but like Look, anything other than a win would be disappointing. I think the Tigers will be keen to get Adam Dewey back on the park and I was suspended for round one, but he looked really good in that trial, albeit against a very weak manly, but I think he'll look good in the six along with Brooks. But, yeah, Tigers fans will just be looking for a solid performance. As I said at the start, I think it is a bit of a danger game for us, but you'd still be disappointed to lose at home to the Tigers in round one.
0: Yeah, man, I think Ricky Stewart, I don't think he's looking too far ahead, but he'd... He'd be banking on the Raiders getting off to a winning start here if they are going to prove themselves a serious title contender in 2021 if they do want to make the top four, and that's obviously where you want to be playing at the end of the season. Somewhere where we wouldn't expect both of these two teams to be playing, though, that's the Dragons and the Sharks who round out the uh, final match of the opening round down there in Cogra. Uh, going through this team list again, uh, Cody Ramsey named on the wing, uh, ahead of, I guess, Jordan Pereira might have been another option there. Uh, Jack Bird in the centres alongside Zach Lomax. Blake Laurie named in jersey eight with Terrell fui uh, to play lock. Josh Kerr in the back row. There just seems to be a little bit of, I guess, mix and match about this Dragons pack.
1: Yeah, it's, it's sort of becoming hard not to tip them for the spoon the closer I get to the season. And this team hasn't exactly spied me with confidence. But look, Anthony Griffin's been a good coach over the years. But he obviously knows what he's doing. I don't really get Brayden Army on the bench as a centre, but anyway, um, <laughs> like Adam, Klune gets, <laughs> Adam Klune gets first crack because of uh, Corey Norman being stood down. Klune actually went okay last year in patches, so like I don't think that's too bad, him and Hunt in the halves. Uh, hopefully Jack Bird can stay on the park uh, and not get injured again. Cody Ramsey's been pretty popular pickup for people, so it'll be interesting to watch as well. We
0: mentioned already Jaden Braley and Jake Turpin there. I guess expected long minutes at that $350,000 price point or thereabouts. Andrew McCulloch, now he comes to the Dragons. Not a noted utility on this bench. Already he's been charged, you'd think, with the the job of playing 80 minutes. So a big job and could prove a real pot at number nine. For the Sharks, yeah, pretty stock standard uh, team lists from from the Sharks that you'd come to expect. I guess the key name missing is Andrew Fafida, but he's out through injury. And a name which we've been big on all preseason, Toby Rudolph. He gets the start in jersey 13. I really like this for the Sharks.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you called him early, Rudolph, as you did with uh, Moses Leota, and both of them are in the spots we expected. So that's really well done. Uh, the Sharks look pretty solid, obviously, as you said, a, a team we're pretty familiar with now. Uh, I think they'll be hard to beat in this one. Do you do you agree with me?
0: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping so. From the fact that um, I'll be tipping the Sharks, but I think they've got some real strike up front in the likes of Hamlin Ueli who starts at prop, and Britton Nakora as well. Uh, Toby Rudolph, if he can get an offload. Wade Graham, he's obviously aged a little bit in probably the past two seasons, Graham, off the back of that ACL tear a couple of years ago, but he's going to prove a real creative spark on that left side. And he has a great combination with Matt Moylan as well. Really excited to see how that plays out here. Aiden Tolman, a new addition to the club. He's on the bench alongside Billy Magoulias. Bit of a question here. Why would you run both Tracy and Magoulias? I can kind of get running one of the two if to cover a Brayley injury, uh, Blake Brayley, that is, I don't know I don't think Connor Tracy or Billy Magulius will see too many minutes which may mean a good thing for Aidan Tolman uh, when he gets onto the field, and I'm hoping so. I've picked him up in the draft league very late on, so hopefully he can get plenty of minutes. Tommy, that wraps us up here for the, I guess, the uh, game-by-game preview, but let's get stuck into a few of these Super Coach classic questions which have come through at our Instagram DMs, and we'll start at the bottom. Kurt Capewell in CTW. Again, not really a question, and I think we've already answered that. Here's one for you. Uh, Brian Kelly or Brian To'o? Tull- and another one, Jack Whiten or Jerome Luai?
1: Uh, okay, the Battle of the Bryans, I'll have to go with Toe. I just think two main reasons that spring to mind. One, I just like picking players in better teams, and I, as much as I think the Titans will go well this year, the Panthers are going to be one of the best sides. So I'd be happy to go with him, as well as the fact that Mansour is uh has left the club, and he did a lot of their earlier uh, early runs in sets. So Toe is probably going to have to, I suppose, cover that and that should mean more points for him. Whiten and Luai is uh, a bit harder. Maybe Jack Whiten, but probably that's my personal bias shining through. Do you have an opinion on that one?
0: Well, I'm starting the year with Whiten in my 5 slot in my classic team. I think the Raiders, uh, I don't know, put it simply, I think they have an easier start to the year. Luai, again, I haven't really gone into depth too much on the Panthers' start to the year in terms of difficulty of their schedule, but from memory they have a game against the Storm pretty early on. I think a lot of the times you'll see at these teams that finish very well or you know in the grand final or in the prelim finals they have a really st- tough start to the next year because of the tv schedule so yeah for mine i'm going with whiten as opposed to luai there some other ones here and i really apologize in advance but there's about twenty thousand that have come through so we won't be able to get to them all uh, another one here thoughts on lamb starting as a five eighth yeah, I mean, if you're talking actual NRL, I think it's probably a good thing for the Roosters. I think they've really missed a left foot kicker in this in this team. And that was a big reason, I think, for mine, while they struggled to go, well, on a hat-trick of uh, NRL championships. Uh, I think Lamb brings that left foot kicking game down that left side. It's really going to help them. Tommy, what do you reckon with uh, Lachlan Lamb starting at number six for the Roosters?
1: Yeah, from a Roosters point of view, I've got no dramas with it. Obviously, it was... Him or Sam Walker seem the main two contenders for that role. Uh, Trent Robertson's obviously gone with Lamb. But from a supercoach perspective, I'm not sure if he's asking the question about the supercoach perspective, but I couldn't really make a case for him as a starting 5'8". There that are some of the hot options in the game.
0: Yeah, no, I won't be starting him either. I mean, he is dual position, 5'8", uh, and hooker, but I don't think I can make a case for him at either. Another one here from Champagne Sarsky, best 2RF under 250K, he's worried about Magulius' job security. Yeah, I think he should be as well. I think Billy's had a hard go of cracking this 17 for a couple of years now. He's been doing good things for Newtown, but just hasn't been able to make the jump. Uh, Jordan Ricky, I I know it's above the 250K that you've mentioned there, but that 270K, I think at a starting spot, which he gets, uh, it's probably your best way of going about that. Rank the front row forward cheapies. Tommy, any, any thoughts here?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty keen on one of these cheapies. If you can call $299,000 cheap, which I think you can, Matt Lodge, uh, named to start. I think a couple of podcasts ago, I did talk about him a fair bit. Two years ago, he was a really good scorer on Supercoach. Last year, he had a a year, just a year to forget, ruined by injury, and Broncos, obviously, were just awful. I think if Lodge can find find some sort of uh, consistent footy, he's a really good option. He's currently owned by 13%, so he's been pretty well found. Another one in a similar vein, Jack Hetherington, 12% ownership. He gets a start for the Dogs, as does uh, Ofahiki Ogden, only owned by 3%, so he could be a bit of a point of difference there. Who do you like uh, in the front row for
0: Yeah, I'm going to spend a little bit more money, and I don't know, it kind of goes against what we're saying here in terms of cheapies, but I guess compared to the big names like Takeahau and um, Sofa Solomona, who's you know above 450k, Christian Welch, another. I think Moses Leota at 350k. We've, we've spoken at length about Moses Uh, Other ones, uh, I guess it's a little bit harder, you know, the the further you drill down. But Ryan James has been named in Raiders 17 at 240K. uh, And Stefano Utokamano, I mean, these guys are pretty well uh, found, as you say there, in terms of popularity picks. But if you're just looking to fill a slot on your bench, then there's some names that will probably, you'll be hard to go past them because they're going to make you some money and they're going to be scoring points as well, which is always a good thing. Another one here through from Jaden Terranova. Thoughts on Lodge and Brandon Smith? We've already covered off on Lodge. Uh, Personally, Brandon Smith, yeah, I don't see how he cracks this team long term when Harry Grant and Dale can come back. As we say, that's to be in about round four, round five, round
1: six. Yeah, hard to be too excited about his job security unless he absolutely kills it nine but he'd have to put on an absolute masterclass to hold out harry grant you'd have to think
0: yeah again i can't really see him doing that i think harry was obviously going to wear the number nine until he got injured in the trial and that's opened up the door for brandon smith uh, another one here. We'll try and get through the rest of these. Lawson Enosa says, "Do you think Cape will hold his starting spot, and do you think he'll play big minutes?" I don't know. Ask Ivan Cleary that one personally. I don't know. I think he's the, him and Yo are very similar. Cape, well, I don't think he's as he's probably more skillful than Martin, but he doesn't have that mongrel about him. I don't think. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I don't think uh, his minutes would be a question mark. I think Liam Martin will be getting a fair bit of time on the field. He's a great impact, high-energy player, Liam Martin. So I think Cleary will be looking to use him a fair bit and that could harm uh, Kurt Capewell's minutes, definitely.
0: Cooper Young asks, are we going to change our team before the season starts? Yes, we will. Uh, Kind of just wanted to get through this tonight and we'll post our team updates. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. We've already made three changes since we've started recording. Uh, No, we'll post the team updates tomorrow morning. Billy GG 7 Luciano Lailua, is he a good pod option? Absolutely, if you're playing in that price bracket. But yeah, 500 plus thousand for mine, you want to be spending the money on a gun like Crichton or Madison. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, If you're going to spend that type of money, just go for the tried and tested. Madison, Tamil, Crichton, something like that. I think if you want a pod, you're probably going to go a little bit cheaper than Luciano.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he really impressed in the trial. But again, he's going to be in a team that's probably going to struggle to Find too many wins, or at least we think so. I don't know if he's going to score as many tries. He's obviously a focal point in their attack, but I don't want to be banking on the West Tigers to be scoring too many tries this season. Dobby says, King Gutho. Yeah, look, we had Gutho, or personally, I had Gutho in this team uh, partnering Pappenhausen at the fullback slot, but the more I sat down and I crunched the numbers, I did the maths, and yeah, Gutho has to average 90-plus in the first three weeks to... Uh, get up to a price around what I expect Teddy will drop to so no Gutho's a no go for mine
1: I was keen on Gutho all pre-season until you told me about Pappenhausen um, getting the goal kicking that changed everything for me so I've gone Pappenhausen but I still wouldn't knock anyone for going Gutho and you've got Teddy to start no I've gone around Teddy I know that might sound crazy. But I saved a bit of money there. I had to put it in other places. But uh, I've got Pappenhausen and Tex at the moment.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to... Uh, we look forward to seeing that team tomorrow morning. And another one here. I guess we'll finish up on this one because we are, are starting to ramble on a little bit. But will Lachlan Croker play 80 minutes and is he worth having? Uh, geez, I think it's a big ask for anyone to play 80 minutes at Hooker who hasn't consistently done it. I mean, even Damien Cook might not get the chance to do that this year with Benji Marshall in the squad. And uh, Brendan Smith's another one or Harry Grant's another one who probably won't be playing 80 minutes. So personally, I don't think Croker will play 80 minutes. He might in round one, but long-term, I don't think that's the way he,
1: that there's a want to play it. No, nah, his job security really looks poor here. It, he may play 80 minutes this week, I'm not sure, but you've got Cade Cust and Josh Schuster just pretty much waiting for him to put in a bad performance, and I think they'd be rushed into that team in some capacity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's a lot of things like Manly with uh, the way that they go forward. It's a bit of a wait and see. We say it so often, but Manly, again, one of those teams that has a lot of question marks over it. Another team which has plenty of question marks over it is my classic team of course. As we say, we'll get this up uh, in the morning, so stay tuned for that one. Tommy, we'll get yours through down the line as well. Otherwise, all eyes will be on the footy on Thursday night. We can't wait for this one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What a game to get started. It could be Massive call, I know, but it could almost be a grand grand final preview. I think Souths, we've been keen on them all pre-season. I can't wait to watch them go around tomorrow. Uh, obviously, Melbourne, great round one record, but they've got to do it without Cam Smith this year, so that's an added, uh, added challenge for them
0: course if you are listening to this on wednesday the day before the season starts then i guess ignore everything we've said about tomorrow go to our website today supercoach365.com.au you can see our final team list and we'll post it up on our socials as well the countdown to kick off it is well and truly on we can't wait for this footy to start we know you can't as well uh stay in touch with us at supercoach365 right across our socials it's been plenty of fun tommy thanks for your time
1: thanks mate enjoy the footy.